there, Susie? Brain candy, 674. How the heck are you, Sarah? I am doing wonderful. Uh, I just had my friend Ashley, shout out to Ashley, stay at my house, and it was like such a treat to have someone. Why did you have someone? Uh, She's she's looking for a place to stay in Denver, and I Mm. think she's going to take over my lease and move into my house after my lease is up so I can. So she wanted to do a test run and see if it was haunted or anything. Totally. Yes. That's a great way to put it. I'm going to say that. I'm like, yeah, she needed to do a test. You think my landlord will think I'm kooky crazy if I do that? Well, because maybe you got to check the vibe, you know? Got to check the vibe. Eli says he has a ghost in his house. Have you spotted it? Mm. There was one night that it was really interesting because we were, he just started his own company and he's looking for logo designs. And so we were, uh, 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 going through one of those like logo design contests, like entries, like all the people who had, had entered in the contest and like mm-hmm. looking at which logos we like the best. I know that, and I was there when like all of the logos were, you know, came up on the screen. And when we saw my, I know that we didn't touch the screen, mm-hmm. but then when we turned the computer off or when the computer went to sleep, you could see circles like drawn around no. where like the logos were. And I was like, oh my gosh, those were the two that we said we liked. Did you draw those circles on there? And Eli was like, nope, I never touched screen. I was like, I neither. And he goes, it's the ghost. I was like, what? And then It's like, like a useful ghost too. Yeah, that's what I say. And that's what Eli said. He goes, don't worry, the ghost's very friendly and he really <laughs> likes juice. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. He said he likes people oh who are Jewish. Goodness. So uh, uh, it's a friendly ghost, very that's friendly fantastic. ghost. And, and, you know, maybe like part of the tribe. Wow. Okay. Well, when you move in, are you going to try to get rid of the ghost then? No. Are you kidding me? Well, a welcoming, you know I... welcoming ghost like that? All right. Who just I... is giving us good advice on which logo will be best? Well, so you know how like, you seems burn very sage and all that stuff or whatever yeah. you do, the potions? Yeah. Well, so like if let's say you do one of those potions mm. for uh, to get rid of the bad stuff. Yeah. Does that, the good ones know like you don't mean them or what? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I well, gotta... I, th- I would look that up, Sarah, I, in I the w- book I, of I spells. Mean, yeah, maybe I should. Because <laughs> what if you accidentally get rid of the good ghost, too? Casper. Well, good vibes are still stick around, I think. Okay. That's yeah, early. I feel like that's more like, like, like you know, isn't that the whole thing with sage? It's like white smoke, so it oh. gets rid of dark energy. Okay, well, good. I think that's You guys have already worked all up. this out. <laughs> I just made this up. I mean, it was maybe. very convincing. It didn't it sound good? Yeah, As yeah. do most woo-woo things that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you say enough specific details, it's like, well, this must be true. Yeah, well, uh, that sounds like definitely like what the ancestors would say. Yep, yep, yeah. run with it. Yep. The ancestors. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right. Well, let's kick things off because I have to say thank you so much to whichever brainiac it was, and I wish I could remember, who recommended that I watch the documentary called Strange Names. It oh, yes. so good. Did you watch it? Well, I watched it years ago. I don't know why you're not talking about it more because I, it's so good. I feel like... We have talked about names on here, and I've brought this up because Huey, Dewey, and Louie. There's the the, the Donald Ducks. brothers and the and the Donald Ducks. And there was their- no Huey, Dewey, and Louie on this one. There was just three Donald Ducks that were senior, junior, and the third. 
Uh-huh. And was hilarious. there a man who was, he, he had a name that was like handsome or something like that? Studley. Studley. Yeah, I've definitely seen this. Yeah. Yes. So look at how it came up with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and really it was just three Donald Ducks. Isn't it great what the brain will do? And that's why maybe it's good to revisit your some material. documentary, like in your brain, sounds even better. <laughs> but Strange Names, it's on Tubi for free. It's on Amazon Prime for like $3 or something. But, okay, you guys know my theory about last yes. names and how it informs who you are or, like, predicts who you are or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, they start with, like, a lot of silly ones, you know, yes. like putts and schmuck and ones that are, like, not – they're harmless, but, like, I'm sure they got teased, but, like, they're okay. Yeah. <sighs> Those are fun. And then, like, Slutsky, Linda Slutsky, that was oh, funny. Yeah. And – there was a Jack Meehan, but ever then there was like it went growing up in my class, and then oh I, God, I feel Jack like it was Meehan. yes. That's and then and then I feel like we changed it, or there either was a kid with this last name, or we just called him this. We called it Meehoff instead of Meehan. Oh, it, I mean, we could have done way. that, or right, yeah. yeah. We're like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, unfortunate. Well, I think, oh, I even, think he may have be passed away too. Oh, so, great! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She said the Studley one in particular was interesting because that person sort of spoke to my theory, which is that because his last name was Studley, he felt this sort of obligation to deliver on that promise, and so yes. he worked out all the time and really tried to take good care of himself and like dress nice, and how like you know that can really prop you up maybe more than if your name were Schmuck or Putz. For sure. Yeah. Or and people naturally, like if you're going to, you know, you're looking through a list of last names, that one stands out and it stands out with a positive connotation in our yeah. mind. So you're, you're going to rank it. Your mind's naturally going to put that person mm-hmm. in the same line as they would if you were to rank characteristics, studly or putts. Yeah. Right. So it we does can't help sort it. of... You know, it can be a good thing, but most of the names are difficulties because, you know, they're sort of silly for one reason or another. And do you remember Barb Dwyer? (laughs) Like, they're so funny. I love names like that. I mean, one of my favorite parts of The Simpsons, like the little bit they did, was when uh, Bart Simpson would call Moe's Tavern and says, I'm looking for... uh, 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 Bend Mr. Butts, or yeah, Seymour Butts. Butts is yeah. Is there Seymour Butts in, in? I just love it. It's so I'll never forget. It's always my go-to. Seymour Butts. I mean, it, it's. I don't know so for what. Silly, yeah, like Amanda hug and kiss. You know, that's yeah, not even like yes. a thing. Although there was a guy in the film named something Go to Bed. His last name was Go to Bed, mm-hmm. and he said everyone would say like, "Do you really pronounce it like that?" Like you say to your kids, like "Go to bed," and he's like, "Yep, just like that." But then it took a more um, introspective turn because do you remember there was a character, a guy, not a character, a man named right. Richard Gay, mm-hmm. and he grew up in the 70s and 80s when it was really not a great thing to be gay, mm-hmm. and that he felt like he needed to compensate and become very manly, and then he became an alcoholic because he was like Ugh. partying and trying to be like Mr. Cool or whatever, yeah. which you could totally see how that would happen. Yeah. It Dick really Gay? It, you're, you're, oh, that was his name? Well, Richard Dick. Oh, I didn't you know. even think about that. Oh, yeah. that's very tough. Double whammy. Come, yeah. I get that. I get, because, you know, our names, one of the, one of my favorite stories or articles or that something that you shared in here, on here, was about the value of names and how it's the only thing that you can, like, assigned to some give to somebody that like has a value but it doesn't cost anything but mm-hmm. it it affects so much and there is almost like a um a class system of names in a way absolutely too, or, you know and yeah. i thought it was so fascinating so i think there's so much linked 
to identity and names. And even in my mind, what I was thinking, like, why doesn't that guy just change his name? to Like, you can tell people your name is pronounced however the fuck you want, you know? Like, you you know, so why doesn't somebody just change the pronunciation? But if that, if there's some part of your identity and your family and your history that's in that specific pronunciation, I can understand why somebody wouldn't want to change it. And there was one gal in there whose name was pronounced Cokeburn, but it's spelled Cockburn. And so mm-hmm. it really didn't even matter that it was pronounced yeah. Cokeburn because I'm sorry. If your name is Cockburn, I mean, Ay. and there was a right. cobbledick. I mean, oh, there's no. some really terrible or difficult names that exist that you just yeah. don't think about. Then, didn't you think it was interesting how they had this, this scholar on that studies names and she was saying like, you know, when you hear some of these names where it's like, Clearly, the parent knew and named them that anyway. Yes. And she said, in their mind, we all think, like, how could you do that to your kid? In their mind, they think, how could I not? Like, this is so unique, or it's unique and interesting. And mm-hmm. like that guy whose last name was Burr, and she named him Tim. And when oh, yeah. she'd call him back home for dinner, she'd be like, Tim Burr, come on. Yeah. Come on. No- nobody likes a pun that much. <laughs> even Sarah. Not even me. And Not, said, you know, everything's fun unless it's at the expense of somebody else or like somebody else. Getting, and that sounds like somebody's, it's like, you know, the Boy Named Sue is a great song, but we don't need to like play it out. It. And yeah. yeah, it feels like that. I feel like the only thing that you love more than puns is dad grass. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, I probably like the puns more after the dad <laughs> yeah, grass. At least uh, I will be chilled out enough to not give a fuck if they're bad. Remember what I texted you the other day when I was high? Oh my god, it was so great. Honestly, I I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard in my life. I could oh not stop laughing. This it was great. Best. Anyway, dad grass can provide these sort of hilarious moments for you. And your loved ones this holiday season. <laughs> um, they have joints. They have tinctures. They have... Uh, do they have gummies? I bet they don't, but they should. Get some gummies I think on they the do. Gu- do they have gummies now? <gasps> they do! Nighttime yeah. gummies! Oh, my yeah, God! Yeah, they do. Come on now. <gasps> oh, my God. I'd say they're not sleeping on the job, but... I have got to get be some of these. This sounds great. Yeah. But Dadgrass is wonderful because it's not that crazy, like paranoid weirdness that you can get definitely not the opposite the opposite chilled yeah. out and in case, it's just so people do know cbd is that they uh i don't know secret ingredient that or compound we'll call it that balances out the anxiety anything that's like you know if you're like smoking the other kind of weed stuff yeah smoking the other kind of grass yeah it gives you all that none of that stuff it's not no. in there it's got that very, very little THC in it. Good stuff. And like it, make you not anxious and make you chill and relax. And it relaxes your body, mellows your mind, clears your head without getting cuckoo crazy. I don't know what's not. I cannot believe I'm looking at this and it says CBD gummies in flavors like classic blackberry ginger, good time hibiscus lime and oh. midnight, midnight. Nighttime Midnight Berry. Right when I said, do they have gummies? I had no yeah. idea. I'm going to get yeah. some. That's All great. Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. When you go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy, go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash brain candy. Can someone say stocking stuffer? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um... I also liked at the end of the film how they all, many of them said, you know, like having an unusual name provided a way, a window into like empathy and like Richard Gay, he said Uh he's not gay, but he now has extreme compassion for people who get made fun Uh of for being gay because he got like a taste of it just because of his darn name. Oh, that's interesting. um, I wonder if... Is he somebody who had children? Yeah, he has three girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm i sure that he was able to teach that to his kids too about how like if somebody can't change something about themselves, be it their name yes. or their sexual orientation or whatever. Anything that's, that you can't change. Who cares? Don't make fun. Yeah. yeah. 
we all do it sometimes, but it's a good reminder, like, hey, cool it. Like, yeah. be kind. Yeah. Be kind, you jagoffs. Um, yeah. And I did... I, go ahead. Sorry. I was listening to um, an older English man who was in, I think, Harry Potter. Yeah. But maybe not that one. There's another guy who's very similar to him Ian that I McKellen? confuse him with. It, I think it could be Ian McKellen. Or, or somebody old, who white looks English guy. just like him. But he was talking about how when he gets home to Manchester and he gets in the taxi and the man who's driving and, you know, he said sometimes a woman, but usually it's a man, uh, will say, where are you going, love? And he said, anybody who, any, uh, how love is such a great word to use. You don't need a pronoun. You don't need a gender Love and he said it's so great and where I live that a man, a grown man, can say where you go in love to another grown man, and that's just how we communicate. And if the world had more of that, that and I just loved that. I, I love like, oh. that too. Right? Yeah, because it just sneaks in and it doesn't just feel like a big in. thing. Right. And it probably informs how you behave. I bet it does. Because to- how could you be mean to somebody who just said where you go in love? You can't yeah. be an asshole to that person. No. Let's do that more. I know. I'm going to say that to you in text messages now. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we'll be loves. I also, I read an article in the cut about like baby names and like why we make fun of certain names, like how I do with the Jaden, Braden, Caden thing. Yeah. And it was (laughs) like theorizing what it is that like we're mocking, you know, with all the like white people names where they try to be real inventive, like McKinsley, Kenla, whatever. They invent sort of combinations of syllables. Um, in your opinion, would do you see that as like a class thing or like I think they were trying to argue it's a class thing? Absolutely. Okay. So what do you Yeah, perceive? and it's the same way we we uh, It it you know what? It might fall into that Schadenfreude kind of same kind of thing. Why? Where we're making fun of it because it's those people who like to put it on display and and th- they they definitely it's have like the name written it, like in some you know cricket machine like like custom baby wall sign. I I I can make this joke because I have a cricket machine. I know. <laughs> That's why that's Yeah, funny. I know you um, do. Yeah, so it's like that. It's like they, they, you can see the baby name written in that very specific font, you know, the name, same one for, e, like, I was going to say Eat, Pray, Love, but Live, it's Laugh, Love. Totally. Written that upon, script. Yeah, yeah, that script. I can already see the, the, the baby room has one wallpapered wall with that script on it. With like the yeah. the little sheepskin rug on the floor, I, I yeah. So this it's is, like this because is that, that, so it's like, yes. that white mom and white family is like a stereotype. Yes, of like a a moment, like social media bullshit. Yeah, like a basic, a basic B, a basic B. Okay, I too think that it's like there's a sense of um, we all like to feel special, right? Like we mm-hmm. all like to hear our own name and. Like, that's sort of the human thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, we try to hide it a little that we're sort of self-involved as people. But these people seem absolutely fine being like, my kid's special. Yeah. Well, it's like an, I would imagine, okay, I was listening to something on NPR a long time ago that talked about, and stick with me, this was on NPR. That when child labor laws yeah. came into yes. effect. I read this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, people are going to be like, you hate children. No, I don't. I'm like, not saying this. Also or that. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of those, so I can't say that. It's not like the cricket <laughs> right. machine. <laughs> no, but I'm saying for myself. I kind of do. <laughs> um, so uh, when child labor laws came into effect, children became in a way not as useful. They, yeah. they didn't serve as a purpose. So what do we do with something that doesn't really serve? We do, we've done the same thing with dogs. We create a, a – we give them more importance or, or, or attention for on mm, – Individual identity. Yeah, and like yeah. how we care for them instead mm-hmm. of their, their worth kind of being in, in them. It's like 
project of we project on yes. them and you know mm-hmm. and uh it's the same as like it's like an ornament totally your family because yeah. it no longer could produce revenue right so it's like now we have to make these things really important and like like oh my everything Sacred. moment is a treasure yes because if not we're gonna be like what the fuck is the point of all this so we've kind of done that naturally as a society too because our brain does this so that is probably the greatest bit. trick the mean- the devil ever pulled was trying to convince moms that they should enjoy every moment of motherhood. Because let me tell you, yeah. that is chasing the wind. Because a lot of it's drudgery and a lot of it's real boring. So this idea that you like savor every oh. moment, it goes so fast. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I, it's, I would agree with the same thing with being a person. Yes. You know, we have like, I, I, there are so many times where like people will come to me, you know, friends, clients, et cetera, and say, I want to be happier. Or, I just want to be happy. Not even happier. I just want to be happy. And it's like, well, like all the time, because let's get real specific. I got some bad news. Yeah. Can't be happy. Like there are some, sometimes and where it would kind of be weird and inappropriate. So mm-hmm. let's, let's really kind of give your mind a realistic expectation of what it wants do you want to enjoy the good moments be present and aware and and enjoy the good moments when you have them in a way that is more meaningful mm-hmm. so that you can ride the wave of the shitty times mm-hmm. to the next good moment because most of life is not like a 10 or even an eight or even a seven or even six most of it's like a three four five brushing your teeth well, and a lot of what... Maybe like a four or five sex if you're lucky. A lot of the sort of sense that we ought to feel that kind of happiness comes from fucking advertisements. Yes! They're trying to get you to buy something. Absolutely. You, so will, saying, be, you will be happier if you have this car, yeah. if you have this, uh, if you're, you're fucking perfect tint, like, uh, I don't know, makeup, that whatever it is. Like you yep. will, th- yeah, but it's they, not. They it invent just... this problem that you didn't know you had, which is that you aren't happy enough. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. good news, they they have the solution, and it costs nine ninety nine. Right, <laughs> and the only and people could be like, oh, but some of those things do make me happy. When you believe that yes, this makes me happier, and then you are satisfied. But if you can just stop it there, yeah, happy. But that's kind of not how we are. We, it's like more, 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 and that's what advertisers do. And and you know, yeah, we're on want to more, you. More, more, you know, we're on to you. Capitalism. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which Sarah's going to talk about that? I think next episode we have we like you've had an epiphany about consumerism and stuff. I have. I yeah. have. So yeah. Stan, you know, to be Stay continued tuned. about that. Yeah. Ooh, that reminds me, we should read a review. Oh, I love reading reviews. Have you heard the jingle that uh, I sing now before this this segment? Oh, no. I love it when you add a jingle, too. Like, Adam and I just have so much fun doing this shit, so it's really just for us. But, like, when I hear it in the episode, it cracks me up. Uh, It's real catchy, though. It'll get in your your, uh, head. Yes. It's the time of the show where we stop and read a review. Could be good. Could be bad. It could be the best one that we've ever had. Okay. How about this one? My best friends who have no idea, and then it kind of cuts off. So it's like, I can't read the full title. Maybe on my PC or my computer I would. But like, I hope it's good. Uh, Five stars. This is from Sav Fow. Thank you for giving me a break a couple times a week and sometimes a weird therapeutic check-in with myself that let's be honest, everyone needs. My actual best friend and I listen and discuss episodes and have for years. I initially felt connected because Susie's love of the Beatles, appreciation of radio and outdated pop culture, and of course, outdated pop culture, (laughs) (laughs) and of course, her enthusiasm. What sealed the deal will keep me faithful forever is that Sarah makes me feel not alone being a neurodivergent woman who loves overalls, following rules, and impressing men with things I don't have to ask for help with. Please never stop. I am literally wearing overalls right now. That is so funny. That is awesome. I am wearing overalls. This is the best. Oh, I love this segment. 
<laughs> and overalls and that review. Thank you for Aww. all the reviews. You guys have no idea how much we love them. And it means so much. What sure a treat. Oh, wow. That, that pulls on my little neurodivergent heartstrings. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's talk about... Okay. Have I mentioned that this uh, show is sponsored by BetterHelp? I hope. And if you have, if nobody's heard it, we'll mention it again. We're mentioning it now because BetterHelp oh. is online therapy that can maybe get you through whatever you're having to deal with right now, be it the holidays and all the family stuff yeah. or stress, end of year stuff. Ooh, entering a new year, you could get like mm-hmm. some guidance about what mm-hmm. you want this year to look like. I love that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Do some reflection over the past year. It's really yeah. good. Are people doing that? Do you notice? Like, is this uh, the time people take stock? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we naturally do. Yeah. And sometimes having a ther- – not sometimes, huh, all the time, it's better – to have a therapist there to help kind of like – because there's a difference between setting resolutions and setting goals yeah. and work and knowing the intention of why and kind of understanding how this is going to help your like big like self-story and your life in the future. And so – Better help has therapists there that you know yeah. you can get matched with for like exactly what you need. You want somebody who's uh, you know LGBTQIA plus aware and knows about working with that population. They got it. You want somebody who's religious based. They got it. You want somebody who's the opposite of that. They got it. So mm-hmm. it's really great there. And if you don't click with your therapist, you can switch. Yeah. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash BrainCandy. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BrainCandy. Okay, so should we talk about the Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary? <gasps> yes. Should we do that? Okay. Yes. Well. I knew you watched this. I, yeah, I watched the first three because they're coming out with the next three this week. Oh, yes. So it's like split in half. Um, and the I, as you might recall, I am very into Harry and Meghan. I've always supported them and like loved them. And she's so pretty and stylish and stuff. So I've enjoyed watching her and her fashion and all that. Um, and they, you know, were part of the production that made this. So it's not like they didn't have a hand in it, mm-hmm. but so that's why I was surprised that like, I came away liking them, like kind of like less, you know? Okay. Really? A little bit. Like I, I'm still totally on their side. They're a hundred percent right that the monarchy is so fucked up and antiquated and ridiculous. I a hundred percent get mm-hmm. why they were like, let's hit the road. Like they're just so in love with themselves and this love story that it's just like we get it. Yeah, you love each other and you beat the odds and you go to the end of the earth for each other. Shut up about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. You know, I. I think maybe that's kind of why I've avoided. Like I feel like I can sense that. Yeah, and you know it. I get it. You're going to be in the public eye no matter what. So it's mm-hmm. better to control your narrative. And yeah. we're like, and people who are like, what am I? I would be the same. I would, you're, you're there. It, it comes with the territory. How can you not when you yeah. are like the prince and princess? I mean, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do get it. But like, and he, he can do whatever he wants. That man has lived through hell and mm-hmm. he can be super psyched about this as much as he wants. I would never hold it against him. But for Megan, I'm just like, Meg. Because here's my impression. She's right about it all, that the monarchy is insane and that you have to do all this insane stuff that they all act like is normal and totally whatever. Yeah. But she kind of waltzed in and was like, hey, we should change all this. This is dumb. And it's like, this is a thousand-year-old institution. Yes, it's rooted in white supremacy. Yes, it's like classist and all of this terrible thing but like you can't just waltz in and be like redo yeah which i mean i think that kind of goes to is is 
with any family. Very you know? good point. Because like I could like could you imagine if I that. like I went you know, into, you know, Thanksgiving and was like, no, we're gonna do the stuffing this way this year. No way. I'd be like, get the there's the door get out of here yes that is such a good point this is just on a bigger scale Eli's mom if you're listening I would never ever (laughs) ever change anything about the stuffing it's perfect in every way right Right. but like I see what you're saying all of that food was delicious dang now I'm hungry you could you could walk in and be like this is not working let's redo everything but that's not going to be well received yeah especially if you are in a monarchy that has existed for whatever. And freaking Elizabeth was 70 fucking years in that thing as the queen. Um, I do think how the, the, uh, British tabloids respond is always like, Oh, for fuck's sake, you guys are so awful. Yeah. And they were the villain of these three. Yes. That's for sure. They weren't really that critical of the family in the first three. I anticipate that's coming next. But the villain in these first uh, three were was the the media, especially the UK press. It's sick over there, man. Woo! Yeah, it really like the Daily Mail. I think it is, is that the one yeah. that, where you can go like side by side how they talk about you know oh, Kate yeah. Middleton and how they talk about Megan. It's like so. It's yeah, like they would do the gross. same thing, but it was framed completely different for totally Kate versus the opposite. Megan. Like eating avocados. It was one. Right. She like had a baby. It was like, does she even understand that the the there's a drought or plight of the weird. avocado yeah. farmer or something crazy like that? And yeah. they, Kate Middleton was like, oh look at how she's giving her baby the good nutrients, fats. Yeah. yeah, good fats. Yeah, it's like, so it's it's I'm still rooting for them. I think they're adorable, and they sure yeah. as heck seem like they're in love. Yeah, um, but does he explain? Uh, I, I can't get over the the. SS uniform, the Nazi uniform. He did. He did talk about that. Um, what did he say? I mean, he sort of said it was just like a, a terrible mistake and that he was sort of <sighs> ignorant about its, like, what it, how terribly it would be seen. But, and he's certainly done a lot to educate himself and be, yeah. and, and become yeah. like anti racist and all of that. But do you think ooh, it was, for, was for shock value that, that he did this to, ruffle feathers and to, you know, yeah. just be kind of rebellious. And in a way it, he continues to kind of like yeah. be a little rebellious. Yeah, he's naughty. In I've a, always thought a, that. Yeah. He has a twinkle in his eye, which is adorable. But in that age, when you're sort of rebelling against all sorts of things, boy, he was thumbing his nose. I think at a lot of things, he was sad because his mom's dead. And mm. you know, that story when that car crash happened, those oh, paparazzi God. that were chasing them, mm-hmm. they continued to take pictures of her dead body when they could have helped her. She was still alive at that oh. point. I, sh- I said dead body, but her dying body. They oh. could have helped her and instead took pictures. I mean, that's something you really probably never get over as a son. No, that's so sad. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like I said, there aren't excuses, but we understand why people do things. Yeah. So he's come a long way, and at least he's saying, boy, that was a big mistake God. and I felt terribly and I tried to make it right. Yeah, that's that's all you can ask of somebody. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Bad choice. Bad choice. Anyway, yeah. so that's that. Well, I'll tell you what's a good choice and that is checking out Everly Well. We talked about them a million times, but if you're living under a rock and you don't know about it, Everly Well uh, provides at-home lab tests. So like Sarah and I, we took the food sensitivity test And Sarah basically found out she's sensitive to all the foods she thought, well, she loved. So then she was like eating them constantly. Not a great idea. And so now she can make better choices. And so can I. Um, They also have a women's health test, a men's health test. They have like a celiac disease screening test, just a million options. And you just take it at home, send it off. In a couple days, you get your results, and then you're, you feel empowered. You know more about your body, and it will help you make better choices for it. Perfect idea for, like, the coming new year. I know you guys are going to prioritize health just like I am. This is an easy way to kind of kickstart that, and it would make a great stocking stuffer to put one of these babies in the stocking, and then your family can enjoy the benefits as well. 
The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash brain candy. That's everlywell.com slash brain candy for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash brain candy. Let's talk about, there was this scandal that was funny to me. Um, uh, have you heard of the liver king? Yes. Oh my gosh. I hadn't heard of the liver king until I heard of people's responses to what, what happened. Were they? What did they with say? With this whole thing. Well, Just let's say like, what it is. So the liver yeah. king is this bodybuilder oh guy who claimed that his incredible physique, which looked like Jason Momoa times a million, like in terms of like Mixed musculature. With carrot top, maybe. Well, yeah, not hot. I'm saying just the body, like, was, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. really big muscles. Yeah. And he claimed that it was from, like, eating, liver, like, raw oh, meat, and, like a caveman kind of deal. And yeah. that it was just, like, if you followed his routine, you too could have this body. Yeah. And he got a tr- huge following because everyone loves advice like that where it's, like, you can have this without steroids. Yeah. But it turns out it was steroids. <laughs> turns out. $11,000 a month in steroids. Whoa. That's how much steroids he Probably was has doing. teeny tiny testicles. Ew, and a lot of back knee. Oh, yeah. You could, I mean, the, the funny thing is, do, do steroids give you, uh, uh, I don't know, like, this some sort of like, being like blind to... <laughs> What other people can see with their eyeballs? Yeah, do they make like, you does, stupid? Did they make you dumb? Well, probably because <laughs> I can see you. Exactly, we have like, eyes. There's a very specific look. Yes, and we all know this look. Mm-hmm. So, but this is evidence of what the human brain is willing to accept if they really want to believe it. Confirmation bias. Because, because even though we, this guy was not young either. Like he's our age. Yeah. And you cannot look like that at our age or really any age. Yeah. Unless you're using steroids. Absolutely. But we, well, men don't want to believe that. They want to believe there is a secret. And we, as humans do this about everything, beauty, like Whenever right. the wimp, like J Lo says, it's goddamn olive oil. J Lo, J Lo. <laughs> it's and not olive oil. I feel photo laser, like photo <laughs> facials. And come on, yeah, and a scalpel, and yeah. a million other ways that rich people sort of circumvent normal aging processes. Yeah. So that's all right, but stop telling us it's olive oil and come on, fucking liver. Right, it's so dumb. It's so, and the, like, if it seems too good to be true, guess what? It is. And Thank if anybody's like trying to say, I have the solution and the recipe or formula, they, they, they have the one for them that it has some secret fucking ingredients in it that they're it's not telling expensive. you about. This is, yeah, and this is everybody. This is like, even when, you know, somebody's like not doing that and saying all those things that maybe some of the other things that they're... You, that you don't see in a one minute, you know, Instagram video is that they sacrifice time in their social calendar. They get up really early. And so they sacrifice time in here. Like there are with everything that is going to be gained, there's going to be something lost or you got There's going to be some like, yes. you want to form a new habit. You got to like lose an old one. Come on. This is like not that is one of the, my favorite things. I think you said that on things we got wrong recently. Yeah. This concept of every single thing involves a choice. Like yes. maybe you want to get skinny and right. so you cut out sweets. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get skinny, but you also don't get to eat, you know, right. a pile of milk or whatever. Right. And so I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. And there's right. always these you get choices. To choose. Maybe I'm going to stay up late and have a party and text Sarah yeah. about silly stuff. But then I'm probably going to be tired the next day. Correct. Yep. It's so obvious, but it's like constant. You really have to pay attention. Yeah. I'll tell you, the thing that really 
made it the the clearest and easiest to understand was the Power of Habit book. Yes. The book, The Power of Habit, uh, it was like how to change habits in your personal life and business life. And it is, when you understand, when you break a habit down, we talk about this and this uh, mm-hmm. things we got wrong too, that when you really break it down, it's simple, but we make it complex and we, there are habits in everything and they are, they become locked in and you, know, you have to break to the loop yeah. in your brain. There's like a loop yeah. that you go through and he lays it out. It's one of the, I would say one of the most influential books of, that we've read in um, book club. I, I totally agree because I can think of like the, the few, the, the books that have really changed, like it summarizes everything, like mm-hmm. the habit book and uh, what happened to you. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the other one? Uh, you, your body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And Those then for the me, just- it's the two Auschwitz books, The Choice by Edith Eager and then mm-hmm. The Happiest Man Alive, which is this one, because they're mm-hmm. all the same message. All of these books have the same core which is like, here are the things you do and they're Mm -hmm. not really glamorous Mm -hmm. and they're not like, you can't pay for them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It doesn't come in a meal plan. Yeah. It doesn't come. It is just, you can incorporate those things, but first you need these, this, these basic ones, basic lessons. I, I mean, this is our final episode for the year 2022. So I guess I do want to ask you like what your goals are for 2023. Uh, I have, uh, really let go of trying to set the goal of being more grounded because every time I do, it's a fucking joke. Like I've lived more places since, yeah, I've lived more places. Like I was just visiting with my friend, Allie, shout out to Allie. And, uh, (laughs) she was like, Hey, can I get your new address? Because I feel like you've moved in with Eli and I have to now update your address again. And she's like, let's play the game of going through what I have in my phone book for you. Like yeah. if she has all of them, we counted. She had like eight addresses for me in there. And I was like, wow, that's only like, that's, oh. and she goes, I don't no, even have the ones from Long Beach. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God. I was like, see Eli, this is why I need to stay in one place. Yeah. You've, you know, I need a, a home base. So I'm not going to do that uh, at all. <laughs> um, I think I am going to like this is this sounds like a silly one but like prioritize like my what i want to do oh you know because i feel you're like you're not good I've at been, that no i'm not mm-hmm. and i know it sounds like a because in my mind i'm like yes you are you do what you want to no i don't not really at all so i want to like prioritize things that are and it could even be just like, it, I, I, after thinking about that TED talk, I think I talked to you about this, about the different kinds of rest, how we yes. need emo- emotional, social, physical, spiritual rest, all those things. Like I, I, I want, this will be my year of rest. Oh. Oh, we just, just figured rest. it out. Oh my gosh. Year of rest in whatever oh way that means for me. Okay. Eli is going to be like, what the fuck? That's the opposite of what I want to do. But in resting, I will, from some things, I'll get to play and have energy to do other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that. I still haven't chosen my theme. I always have a theme, as you know. Yeah. Um, I really am having a hard time choosing. Because for a minute, I thought it should be um, health. Because I really want to prioritize just well-being and like physical health. Yeah. But then I thought... That should just be happening anyway. Yeah. And so I wanted a theme that was more what I've done in the past, which was something that enriches my life, like music yeah. or comedy or art, so that then then you're better equipped to give yourself health. So I still have to think yes. of what, it, what the theme is, but I'll keep you posted. Maybe um, on the next, when we come back in the new year, I'll be like, I thought of it. Yeah. And maybe yeah. you could think of something that like inspires health th- through it, like, like, um, like for you, it'd be nature. I was, cause that's yeah. what made me think of it. I was like growing plants is what came to mind when you like mm-hmm. the year of like, or I like 
planting and harvesting or something like that yeah. came to mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. But it's always fun that. for me and exciting. And I really get a, a kick out of choosing it because it always works. I always end up yeah. doing things. What Review some of your past years for like the, the ones that we've had. Okay, let we, me pull it up. Have I have chosen. a spreadsheet. Oh my gosh, of course she does. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, 2019 was music. 2020 was comedy. Dark 20, comedy. Tw- it was a dark comedy. 2021 was love. And oh, 2022 yeah. was art. Um, and Yeah, and it ends up being a mishmash of everything anyway. But... I still want to come up with a good one because I love them. I love my themes. Yeah, I think it's so great. We talked about that uh, in our New Year's podcast on This Changes Everything that, you know, I talked about your theme and how I really think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll ke- maybe yeah. I'll do a poll because I'll have probably several options and I'll need help choosing. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Um, okay, let's move on to the next topic. How about, well, let's talk about some curse words. Yeah! Fuck Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, I did ask our brainiacs what their favorite swear word was, and like, mostly it's the F word. Yeah, I of mean, course. they really love that one, and it is a good one. Yeah. In the because you can use it for everything. It's yeah. a positive, it's a negative, it's a, it's a, it's a, verb. It's, a it's all the things. Yeah. In the strange, fuck names yeah, it's good. Oh, fuck, bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's endless ways to make it work. Uh, I was just going to say that on that documentary, there was a guy with the last name F U C K from Brazil. Do you remember that guy? No, I don't. In like in Brazil, it's pronounced "fuk," and he's like not in Brazil anymore. <laughs> he's here. Right. It's like, what do you want me to do? This is my last name. Yeah. And he like at the time he played basketball, and he had to have a lawsuit to be allowed to put it on his jersey, even though it's his Stop. name. Stop. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, when you talked about those illegal names, we we've mentioned in a, a previous that's right. podcast. Those are first names. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you do when your last name is a swear what in another do you do? country, right? Interesting. Anyway, um, there was an article in the New York Times. It was look. It was talking about the study of curse words globally, and the researchers were trying to figure out if there was any theme with the the type of letters that are in swear words uh-huh. around the world, like hard letters, like the the CK, like how yeah. it's a. I always think of Dwight Schrute when he talks about why murder is is. He's like, murder, it's a hard R. Nobody would believe you if you said you committed muck duck. And I always think of that and it makes me laugh because he's like, murder, it sounds evil. The hard R is like, Ur. It's so, like that comedian who said, why are we calling it a rapist? It should be raper. Oh. Because oh, rapist sounds yes. like florist and like yes. nice things. We yes. should call them rapers. Yes. Um, because of what we you're definitely. saying. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was sort of their theory is that like these sort of 
hard letters like mm-hmm. K and, mm-hmm. you know, like they they would be likely to be in the words. But what they found was that they were um, characterized by what they lacked. And the, oh. the, the letters that they lacked were L, R, believe it or not, W and Y. Um, and huh. it said that the the pretend words, you know how we will modify them to make yes. them family friendly? Yes. They tend to have R's more. Because I was thinking that's whack, which is just what you'd say if you like had a replacement for that's fucked up. Or, you know, on a good place where they say, like, what the fork? Yeah. Like, or they'll say, oh like, my goodness. shirt instead this of is, shit. This is very interesting. Yeah. I so love this. They studied it by, they actually made up words and asked you to say which of them that you thought was more likely to be a curse word. And so then they analyzed, like, what do people perceive as a curse word if it's in another language? Yes. And that's what they found, that it had all these, like... Uh, yeah. They lacked L's, R's, Y's, and W's. All my favorite Italian curse words don't have... Oh, merda, that kind of crosses the... My, What's that my one mom again? Would Shit. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. What is your favorite swear? I mean, fuck. That's gotta be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I which is, which one do you think is the funniest? Because for me, it's definitely Jackass. Like, look at this Jackass. <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah, like it. it uh, sometimes I think crap is the funniest, or ass. <laughs> ass is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like. Like that. Jackass is what you were just like. Uh, yeah, just a short mm-hmm. of that, but ass like. Such an ass. Yes. Like, that's funny. Well, and when I'm really mad at Lincoln, like, and it's usually in the morning when he's taking too long to get ready to get out the door, and I'm, I don't like being late, so that's right. usually what pushes my button. Yeah. I'm like, Lincoln, stop acting like a jackass. <laughs> but then it makes me laugh, so uh, then it's all for naught. But yeah, to call your kid a uh, jackass and then to have them kind of think it's funny, it's yeah. pretty great. Um, anyway... The exception to the global swear theme or letter prevalence was the French language, wherein all their swears still sound very elegant and soft. Wait, yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah, because like a French person's gonna like swear at me, and I'm gonna be like, oh, "Thank you so much." <laughs> yeah, you say that to all the girls, right? <laughs> You're fantastic too. Yeah. Yes, so their language doesn't fit the model, but overall around the world. So those certain letters don't appear in very many swears. So there you go. I love it. Language is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. I watched a video with a little, uh, I posted on my Instagram a while back. It was this little Italian girl who's probably like two or three years old. Oh, three years old. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she has some mom who's like an outspoken feminist and talking about, and she's like, they're just lecturing. Like she is an Italian on like the, like, Street corner, just talking about some bullshit she just saw, and she's talking about how like, uh, so what if I wear a mini skirt? A boy, a little boy asked me like, what what what's the mini skirt about? I, if I want to wear a mini skirt, I can wear a mini skirt. She says, "Mind your business," and just like the the Italian expression of "mind your business" coming from a three year old was just the funniest thing in the whole world. Italian. It does. It does feel fun when they insult you. When they, it, do, yeah. it feels like fun. You're they like, oh, have a real way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We could all use a little bit more of that, especially women, where it's yeah. like you don't put up with bullshit. Yeah. You know, not such good swear words over here. As colorful as they are, we like they have. Yeah. Good okay. ones where it, it's it's, you know, it's probably because we have puritanical roots. Ugh. Once again. <laughs> She's mad. I'm mad. All right. Let's talk about that new movie. I do want to see it that's coming out with Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Let's talk about this. Okay. The fat suit debate? Yeah. Okay. So Brendan Fraser, we're all rooting for him. We love that guy. He has been through hell. He was a Me Too uh, survivor. He was groped by one of the heads of the Golden Globes. um, (sighs) 
a, a fella who yeah. was like head honcho of the Golden Globes, groped him, and then he came out in an Esquire article a few years ago, and he suffered yeah. tremendously because of that. And um, my gosh, tip of the hat for him to come forward about that. Anyway, so I feel like people are all rooting for his comeback, and this movie is supposedly that, but there's a lot of debate about the ethics of the fat suit after the old shallow howls of cinema and stuff. And it's like, why don't we, why are we doing that still? What are your thoughts? Do you have uh, an opinion? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I read something that said when you put somebody in a suit, you, the, the character that we're watching is not, a representation of a complete person. Hmm. And that kind of made me think that it didn't, uh, it's, it doesn't really give us an opportunity to know about the experience of somebody who is dealing with obesity like that character was because we still kind of see Brandon Fraser under there and in our minds can say, well, he's not really dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 it said it just doesn't give as rich of a, a – like our mind can't look at that and say, I, wow, I understand how that person must feel. We can't mm-hmm. have the, the empathy if we recognize that it's a – in the same way, mm-hmm. you know. I can't think of, though, any – and this speaks, I guess, to the problem in a way. I can't think of any actors that are that size naturally that could have played the part instead because – Well, not ones that we talk – like C and – Like big main, you know, sort of A-list or B-list people. Right. And for that reason. Yeah. Right. So you're saying it's perpetuating the problem. Yeah, I I know that if they looked hard enough, there's somebody who is like I go bo- I go back and forth. I I mm-hmm. think it it who knows? I think it's also, you know, I haven't seen the movie, but people are talking about how amazing Brendan Fraser was in it, and I think that is so important. You know what I was thinking of is what about the mom in in What Seed and Gilbert Grape? Mhm. She her name's Darlene Katz or Kates. And do you know if she wore a fat suit or oh, if no, she... I think she was, she was that size. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we've used female characters for this, but he was, she wasn't the lead. Right. So if you want your movie to have, um, star power and there isn't, I see, that size, I see, I see. You have to choose, I guess. It's like we just yeah. said. Yeah. But you, I, on the flip side, I think about movies that do cast these folks like um precious gabaret sibidi yeah and uh nikki blonsky from hairspray again women that we yeah uh, yeah. true um things don't always turn out great for them after right um so how they're received and how the public they don't work again really oh that's so messed up i mean gabby gabby is still i think on broadway and stuff but Mm -hmm. i'm just saying they don't continue on these like Academy right. Award movies. Yeah. They have to like... Is it the problem that we're not writing roles for people and like telling these stories? Because again, it's like, you know, what we've done with so many people who have uh, uh, any kind of experience that's not what, you know, we've been used to seeing on camera. It's like certain things that get hidden away. And I feel like now we're just now starting to, uh, uh, I say we, writers and 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 people who are making amazing stories about real human experiences are now getting a chance to make them and, and cast okay. these kind of movies. You know, and there's not a lot of, of characters for that or a lot of, a lot of roles in, you know, the Spider-Man franchise for yeah. somebody who's dealing with obesity. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like the guy that wrote the screenplay, um, he, this is based on his own experience when he mm. ha- was heavier mm-hmm. and he's writing what it was like for him. And he's yeah. still getting criticized for sort of having it be um, a little bit tropey 
Um, and it was his own experience. Yeah, and so it's sort of yeah, like that's hard. Well, that's well, what that's he why. lived, yeah. and this yeah. is what he feels about it. But people don't like any time it sort of adds to any stereotype, or yeah. like that if you're bigger, you can't have a full life, or that mm-hmm. you're maybe depressed. That mm-hmm. so no, I feel like there is a sense of like they can't win. Because mm-hmm. he created a role and he made a movie about it. Yeah. Then people yeah. are like, but not like that. I don't know. Right. That's how, we, like, again, it's like we just want to, I don't know. There's a lot of hot takes these days. Yeah. No matter lot. what. Yeah. There is. So but I think I it's know. a good, I, I think it's great that people are talking about it. And I think it's great that it maybe will create some sort of change or maybe will, because there will be a, a response to this in the movie industry in some way, whether it's like some side project that gets made that does it differently mm-hmm. and doesn't use a fat suit. I especially and, hate when people are mad before they've seen it. Right. Because that was the article I was reading in The New Yorker interviewed um, Aubrey from Maintenance Phase, who also writes books about her experience as a fat person, that's her word. Um, and she is real mad about the film or like kind of worked up about it and she hadn't seen it yet. So I don't know, maybe just having a fat suit is enough for her to feel mm-hmm. like this isn't going to work, mm-hmm. but it does seem a little premature. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but what do I know? Okay. I'm a skinny white this lady. Is, this is, yeah. And this is going to be different. But or might be different. I, I I'm sure somebody might say like that's a different situation. But what I'm thinking of right now. So I'm watching this new show called Peripheral. It's so good on Amazon. And in it, there's a character who uh, is an amputee as a result of a an explosion, and he's in the military, and he lost his legs and his arm. And Eli and I were convinced. That it was an actor who really was an amputee. But it was like Lieutenant Dan or something. Where, totally. And I have no idea how they did it, but I was like, that guy has both arms and both legs. I can't believe it, you know? And so we, we kind of had a similar discussion. Yeah. In yeah, a way, it, I hear you. it, so I'm thinking about how my empathy for that character changed and how I, I saw, you know, when they, when they're, you know, doing flashbacks oh. or talking about his, I, I, something in me changed. Once Small, you knew very it tiny, wasn't tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. And not like, uh, I liked him. I, I can't explain what it was, but I was just aware that I was like, oh, like almost like I devalued his, his, I mean, he's, it's he, clearly a, a great actor because he made me think that, but then also it made me think like, yeah, you're fine. You're you're gonna be. You're yeah. It's not that bad, you know. I could. Yeah. I I I didn't like your empathy was get, not as acute yes, then. Yes, uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. And I could imagine that it would be the same in watching that. That that is kind of what people were talking about. Of that, you you still see the person underneath mm-hmm. the suit, and there's still some awareness. So it makes it hard to really have that that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to think about that. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know because that hasn't been my lived experience. So I'm open to it. We've talked about this before. Like when um, Sarah Silverman called it Jew face, whenever Gentiles played Jewish characters Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, LGBT characters Mm -hmm. aren't are portrayed by straight people. Mm -hmm. It's it's something to think about. I don't think there's a one right answer. Right. But. It is nice when you can get somebody who actually is that thing, mm-hmm. whether it's large size yeah. or uh, religious affiliation or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something to think mm-hmm. about. I just wanted to get your two cents, but yeah, we can uh, wind it down if you wish. Good talks. Yeah. La- last episode of 2022, 2023. <sighs> Here we come. I don't want to say I'm optimistic. But I kind of am. I'll let you. I'm going to just. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm doing everything it. different. Because when I, I changed everything about how I 
was dating and everything about how I am with my partner. I got a great one who's fantastic yeah. and is everything I ever yeah. wanted. And so Don't just do the opposite. Of, yeah. I, so I'm going to like not set any goals. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be all around. I'm going to be doing everything. What ifs? No goals. But maybe we'll a little rest. But maybe a little rest. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. I am looking forward to another year. I feel blessed and happy. I love you very much. I love you very much. I love our listeners very much. I feel truly blessed to have our audience and our, you know, brainiacs in our life. Yes. I'm a lucky lady. Susie and I often get teary-eyed talking and like, not kidding. No, well, obviously, you know, I cry, but Susie's crying right there with me. We mm-hmm. get all misty when we talk about this amazing community and the wonderful, wonderful people who listen. And we just love you guys so much. And you guys are all so supportive of each other. It's really beautiful. It's They're amazing. on Discord now. You can find a Brain Candy uh, Discord. And yeah. that's been real fun. I'm enjoying that. Um, but anyway, thank you for everyone. I don't know what Discord is, so... <laughs> If you're well, like I'll me, you, you. I'll see you on Instagram. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, but thank you for everyone who uses our codes, who yes. is a patron, who buys our merch. All of that is how we are able to do this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Whatever. All the happy. All the happies. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.